Creatives are emerging from Africa, embracing their true identity and giving a voice to the otherwise marginalized, reshaping their narrative and chanting a new course for others to follow. We sit down with these creatives and discover who they are, what's driving them to create, and how it's making a change. This is The Creative Huddle. Who is Rita or Enarita? How would you define yourself? All right, so I would define myself as a creative preneur. Um, I, I discovered that I was a creative later on in my life. Um, I always knew, didn't want to be, you know, like, yeah, I'm gonna, I want to sing, I, I sing, I dance and do all sorts of stuff. But only when I went to varsity did I actually then discover, good, okay, no, I prefer being in the creative world. At that time, I didn't know exactly which part of that exactly, but I started off DJing and then a few months into, yeah, (laughs) a few months into learning how to DJ, I came back to Zimbabwe. I was in SA. I came to Zimbabwe, came back to Zimbabwe and then a month down the line, I got a job at ZFM. Uh, ZFM took me in and then I was there for a whole year and then really that part of my life is the one what it is exactly that I wanted to do I wanted to be in the music I wanted to be in the creative art sector and I'm a writer I write poetry and so I merged my music and the poetry and through that I started meeting a whole lot of other creatives and networking with a whole lot of other creatives. And then I got to, so, ah, this is such a broad, beautiful landscape of creativity. And so that got me into the creative arts and I don't want to, I don't want to (laughs) leave. So basically that's what I am. I'm a, I'm into music business, events planning, uh, and uh, management and hosting, and also social and community development through the creative arts. Um, where social and community development in the sense of the creatives themselves want to instill that um, onus on them, they should develop where they come from. They should develop their communities. And not only that, they should also develop their own social lives. They should also develop their own social lives because broken people create broken communities. And uh, so we need to fix ourselves and uh, that is through our social settings, our our families, our inner selves, our spirituality, and uh, everything that comes with being a human being. And then you extend yourself into your community, and then you give back into it. Whatever it is that it gives you, you need to give back as well. So how did you get into that space? Yeah, how do you get to thinking like that? Because most people, we don't think like that. So how do you get to the point where you're thinking about not only just about you uh, and then your own sphere, but then like the whole community and influencing other people. How do you think you actually came to that point? I've been staying in Zimmer Park ever since I was in grade two. So it's been two decades of staying here. And it's, it's, I've noticed that I don't know anybody in my community who's an artist or who's developed 
the uh, the area. Um, we have my shops. We have two areas at Noti Makuma shops. There's the green shop, and then there's a new one, a recent one. Um, I forgot what it's called. Mutangadura, um, right? Pam Tangadura. And that's all. That's my shops. Kupinda ku my shops. Kunotenga ma groceries. Niku bocha. And that's it. We don't have centers for creative, for creativity. We don't have centers for young adults to go to. We don't have centers for youth and kids to go to. Not only like as, as a play center, kunotamba, but also to just go, you know, vibe with each other and see what it is that I like doing. You know, am I an architect? Am I, uh, am, do I like singing? We don't have any of that. We don't have any of that. We yeah. have, yeah. like I said, kumagrosa nikchich. So that for me is a problem because at the end of the day we are stuck in our homes we are stuck in our homes the only people that you are relating with is your family and then maybe your friends but my friends and what are you doing when you are with your friends and so that for me was like no 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 at what point did you realize that was a problem because for most of us, like I grew up in Highfields, it's normal. So there's no problem. We are having fun. You know what I mean? That's life. So for you to realize that is a problem, at what stage that happened and what made you realize that is a problem? I was, uh, <laughs> this is a very difficult question for me because um, I, think, I think I'm a very lonely person. <laughs> I think I'm a very lonely person in the in the respect equity. I always feel like, okay, so where is everybody else? I remember when I was a kid and Taitamba, you know, like kids would come from all corners of the hood and would come to our corner and then would play and then that's it. The moment we started growing up, people went to high school. After that, ain't nobody nowhere. My community is where I'm supposed to thrive. You understand what I'm trying to say? My community is the one that's supposed yeah. to, yeah, you know, like make it in your city first before you go to somebody else's city. You understand what I'm trying to say? But believe you me, no one in my city except the ones that I go to church with and the few people that are in the area that I live in know me. And not only know me, they probably know my name and I'm one of but did they know, know me? Did they know, know the abilities and what I could contribute to the community? I don't know what the kid next door can contribute to the community. Our community could be better. We could have better streets. We could have street lights. We could have a place center, like I said earlier on and all that. But it's because we don't even know what we have. The young people in my community, we don't even know what they have in their minds, in their hearts. In their in their spheres of influence, we don't know any of that, and so that's that that that's what got me to that. I got I got to thinking because I I was thinking about myself, and then I ended up thinking about everybody else around me, and yeah. thinking about the people that I knew before high school, yeah. 
and then after high school and believe you me and then number buda so that's when i realized that okay there's a problem there because we are not networking it's not about coming and chilling and just drinking and you know talking yaya and stuff like that we're not networking i don't know what the next person is doing and what they can contribute to my life and if i do know a person that person is probably apprehensive they're probably comfortable being in their house as well and doing whatever it is that's okay for them nice. and probably getting a minimum wage if they have a nine and five and then you know that's it no development yeah. whatsoever yeah. so that's what got me to that i was like no this is a problem i've been staying in the same hood for a very long time i've never seen my street being resurfaced you know like we could have a community garden but we don't have that i don't even know if they're agronomists in my hood <laughs> so yeah what got you to the point where you're now doing poetry and music from that standpoint i decided to combine the two things that i like but my poetry though is based on emotion and how i'm feeling at that time and like and like a lot of people who are like oh my god i write every day i have a target of 1000 words a day for myself i'm like man if i don't have a word for a month i don't have a word for a month and when it comes out it comes out and then i'm going to write that and then i have a few people who have been able to interpret the kind of sound that i like and I fuse them. I merge those two. I'm like, okay, this is what I like. And these are the two things that I'm going to marry. It's like husband and wife, you know, and then they are creating this child. Right. You know? <laughs> so that's that's I, I got to that where I was like, you know what? I like music. I like my poetry. So I'm going to keep them both. I'm not going to separate them both, and I'm just going to work with them both and share them with everybody. Mhm. And dance is the same thing? <laughs> I just danced a long time ago. <laughs> I just danced. I just oh, a long time ago. But you did school. dance though, right? Yes, I did. I used to dance, but each, I last danced yeah. in high school. And then I grew up and I grew bigger, you know. I don't want to say fat. I grew bigger and oh. heavier, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just, yeah, I just started working. I just started working and working and working and working. And then you just just stopped but i do i've been going to school okay. and i do do traditional dance <laughs> I, do, I, i am learning how to do yeah. my traditional dances okay why are you learning to do traditional dance initially it just came with the curriculum of what i was going to do and then you know you could have an attitude because of the curriculum you could be like ah oh, okay fine i didn't come here for dance so i'm just going to breeze through it but then i then decided to no 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 i actually like knowing and learning about my culture about where we come from about our traditions when i started knowing the reason behind the dances where they came from why they were done who did them the different tribes and the different cultural societies that would they I was like no I want to know I I I think I found an identity of my african self of my zimbabwean self 
you know, like our expression in that. And so I was like, no, I'm actually going to learn how to um, how, how to do our traditional dances. I may not use them later in life and all that, but I want to know and understand about them. And I want to be able then to educate people about them because I feel like there's been a very huge misconception about our traditional um, uh, practices, our cultural practices, our dances and the music that came with that, the instruments that came with that. It's just a misconception that has been attached to it. So I want to know. I want to know where they were coming from and all that. And then with the minds and the brains that we have now, debunk and then teach the truth about it to our kids and everybody else who wants to listen. Right. Yeah. So what are the three things that you'd say stood out to you uh, within your research about the whole traditional dance and our tradition, where we come from and all that jazz? Like what shifted your mindset and give you a fresher look at the way that we see ourselves as as Zimbabweans? What gave me a fresher look was, what uh, gave me a fresher look was, um, I grew up in a Christian family. I grew up going to church. So, praise and worship, and breaking tongues, and you know, <laughs> and do all that. And, 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 and then we also don't use our totems because we're Christians, because <laughs> our ultimate identity is in Christ, right. Right? right? Then I started learning. Then I started learning about us. I started learning the history of Zimbabwe. Yeah. I started learning history of the black person yeah. in Africa. And I was like, wait, yeah. this, is, yeah. this was fun. Not only was it fun, there was deep-rooted identity in that. I don't want to lose my identity as an African. I don't want to lose my identity as a Zimbabwean. I want to be able to harness it, like hold it by the reins, and share it with my children and my children's children so that they don't lose who they are and then they forget who they are. I don't want that, you know? So that's that's what got me to shift, you know? That was what got me to shift. I'm like, no, no, no. There's nothing wrong with what we did. Let's not, I'm not going, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not here to say hakuna shata, there were bad things that used to happen. There are evil things. There are negative energies that also used to be entertained, you know, in our history and all that. But that doesn't mean that there's no good. We also had major good things. We also had major that's good. Things yeah. that we benefit benefited from that, from those practices. That's true. You know, the respect that we give, the mannerisms that we have, and all that. We need that. That was good. We need that. We can develop from that. We can remove the bad. You know, you can choose. We have the power of choice at the end of the day. You can choose to do the right thing and put aside what you think is bad. We're all human. You can choose what you want to do. Choose the good stuff. 
you know, and leave the rotten side of the sweet potato for the bin. You know, no, even for the manure, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that that's yeah. that's what got me to that. How many points was that? I think that was two, wasn't it? <laughs> I wasn't counting, <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah. Uh, so, would you say that's connected to the ruby pearl where you're talking about psychological and social needs for young adults? Would you say that's connected, or is it something separate? No, everything is connected. Uh, ruby pearl, the thought. Talk thoughts, AfriFest, they are all connected. Yeah. Ruby Pearl, however, is a psychosocial support system where we are dealing with a person's psychological needs and social needs. Our main agenda as Ruby Pearl is to deal with the spiritual person. If we go deep into who you are, your spirit. What hurts is not your body, you know. What hurts is your spirit. That's where your soul is, you know. Your mind is affected by that. So we need to deal with that. When you start looking into your inner self and root out, why am I depressed? Why am I anxious? Why am I lonely? Why am I angry? Why am I bitter? Why am I lost? All that stuff, all that negative energy, all that negativity, where is it coming? Like, put it in the microscope. Where is it coming from? Why do I feel that way? Then we can start really dealing with all other issues. You'll start looking, oh, okay, it's because of a trauma that happened when I was a kid. Maybe I was raped. Right. Maybe I come from a broken home. Maybe I, 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 I have um, mental issues that have been swept under the carpet or that have not been understood by the African society. But we do go through things. And then because we, are, we come from an African society, we usually ignore them. And when we want to talk about it, Zunonzi, yeah. But how do you deal with it? How do you deal with it? And so the spiritual person is a very fundamental. That's how you deal with the person. So we're looking in from the inside out. And that's the work of uh, Rupert Pearl. That will then help you with everything around you. Your psychological needs, your social needs, how you relate with people. So that you just don't burst, you know, <laughs> on people. So that you're not just, <laughs> so that you're not rude. So that you're not mean, you know, and all that stuff. And just spread love, you know, spread peace and light and all that to people. That's the fun, uh, those are the fundamentals of Robert Pro. Mm. So how do you manage to, because I'm assuming, because I haven't done much research, bad on my part. How do you manage to merge those in terms of the whole social aspect of things? We don't relate it to being a health or it's not a medical problem. It's more like you're possessed and stuff like that. So in terms of how do you merge between the modern and the traditional from your studies and from your interaction with people who are affected and or is there a merging that can actually happen between the two? There is a merging. 
people have different beliefs. And so if we do get to understand what you believe first, then we can work with you. I'm not here to force people to be Christians. I'm also not here to force people to be traditionalists or anything of that sort. But we have a common factor when it comes to all of that. Humanity. If you're, you're human, you have psycho issues, you have mental issues, and still be Christian. You can have all those issues and still be a traditional person. So it's about finding out and figuring out, okay, what are your beliefs? How are you dealing with that? And then I have people, I have like a, a group of people that we can consult and we can talk to and help you with that. And I, I, I personally do that. I use my personal experiences. I use what I think as well. I'm not like a, I'm not a, what do you call it? A psychologist by profession. I am not, uh, I didn't go to school for the, of theology for me to figure out spiritual stuff. I've had spiritual experiences. I've had uh, psychological experiences myself. I have had mental issues myself. Not that I was, I didn't, I know manya ban and no ping, no. But I was, yeah. I was angry at some point. I was bitter at some point. I was sad at some point. I was depressed at some point. All of that in an African setting. All of that in a Christian setting. I got help not only from Christian friends, but also from people who believe in the traditional stuff. And Nambu and Sanambu and Shikirwe. I don't I'm not a medium. I don't take bute or anything, but I've had I've gotten help even through conversation from people who do that. So my common denominator there is we are human. I get along with both sides of the coin. Some of us, we don't even know, I don't even know Clemens, what you believe in. But here we are having a conversation and we're not fighting. Yeah. <laughs> we're not fighting. Yeah. Yeah. We can agree and disagree, but we're not fighting. We are getting along yeah. just well. Yeah. And so okay. that's it. That's all we need. Yeah. You know, I find that very fascinating because I think sometimes, well, not sometimes, I think all the times, we as creatives, we separate between the two. Because I think creatives are more um, in risk of getting, of being very mentally disturbed. Because most creatives are more internal beings. We are very isolated. We are very internal and intentional people. And most of our work is outgoing and it's open for the public to critique and all that jazz. So we create in our private, in our privacy, and then we express it outside without any other filter in between. Because I think we are more, we don't really, like I said, we are very, very internal. So with that, I think with a lot of creatives, we don't, we don't actually come out and express our anxieties, our depressions and all that jazz. And then most of the times we express that to me through music. And then we get a lot of feedback. Oh, that song is amazing. That poem is amazing. But then we don't actually realize what it came from a hurt place. It came from a place where things mawan, you know, ah, I'm near death right now. You know what I mean? So I think those things are really closely interlinked because we're creating internally and then express externally. And that's for everyone to critique, like everyone, people who don't know us, people who know us. 
and that just makes us very vulnerable. So with that, I just want to find out in terms of for you, what was your lowest point, and how did you overcome that, and how would you advise um, us in terms of how can we guard ourselves or how can we express ourselves freely? So it's like a three-tier question right there. So I believe in expressionism. I believe in expressionism to deal with your with your issues. The real definition of expressionism um, is totally inclined to painting and poetry. However, I, I put my own twist to expressionism. This is disclaimer. This is my definition of expressionism. I don't care if you are a poet, if you're a painter, if you're a singer, if you're a dancer, anything that equates to you expressing yourself your inner self that's expressionism and we should use that like you're saying we are internal people very introverted right of course there are a lot of extroverts as well but but we are very most of us are very introverted and our only way to actually express ourselves is through doing that so so do it do it that helps yeah. i was like i said i have an experience where one of the like one of my most um trying times was when i fell pregnant and i ended up being my by myself the father of my child is not part of our lives yeah. and i was so bitter and i was so angry so bitter and so angry, Clemens, I looked like it. I was so depressed, I looked like it. My skin color changed. I became dark. I became, like, yo, those who study demons would say I probably looked like one. Those, <laughs> those who are mystical, those who are mystical would choose whatever it is that they saw on me and said, that's what you look like. Because when I looked in the mirror, I didn't like myself. I did not like myself at all. But you know what helped me? Writing. I wrote so many letters. I wrote so many letters. I wrote so many pieces. I still do to this point. But of course, now it's bad. Now I'm good. Like I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I need to forgive myself. And I need to ask forgiveness from the creator and I did so and that helped me and then I wrote a long ass letter that's in my wardrobe to that nigga he don't even know it but I wrote a so long you release letter the item, uh, <laughs> you release a long letter release. telling him that I forgive him <laughs> that I forgive him and from that moment onwards from that moment onwards I was good like, yes, I had a part to play in all the messing up and all that stuff. But it was also about him acknowledging where he messed up, which he was not doing. So it helped me. It helped me tremendously. And I started telling myself positive things. I started conditioning myself positively. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. I forgive you. I forgive you. Well, well, and then I go back and read some of the pieces. Or if I feel some type of way, I just take a pen and a pencil and just write down what I feel like. 
uh, I'm feeling at that time and then put it somewhere and stuff like that. So imagine if you're a dancer and that you and you think that you can express yourself fully in dancing. If you express yourself fully in painting, do it. So that was my lowest point. And let me just say this. It is not the end of the world when you are mentally challenged or feeling some type of way. It is not the end of the world. Like, one, you're not alone. Believe you me, half the people or three quarters of the people in the world are challenged in one way or another. We all come from backgrounds. So we have issues. Everybody's got issues. But it's about us. It's about figuring out who you are. I believe that you may you may be a lawyer or a doctor and an architect or whatever it is and don't even think that I oh, know I'm not an artist. Everybody is an artist. Everyone is an artist. That's true. Find whatever it is that you think that you're comfortable with and do it. Even if it's just splashing things, do it. Yeah. You know, even if it's just find something. Everybody is an artist. And that is how we will heal. Because now you have your issues and they are right there in your face. And now you know, you, you're going to look at them and be like, okay, fine. So how do I deal with you? Okay. So in like four points, I'm sure I missed one. Uh, you're basically saying it's, for you it was writing, which is mainly expression, right? And then you've got forgiving yourself, moving on. And then you've got positive affirmation of who you are as a person. Would you say those three kind of say exactly how you went through? And I'm sure I missed one point. There was one point I missed. Is that exactly how I went through? Yeah, how you went through from your darkest moments to you discovering yourself and then being who you are today. So that's writing, which is expression, forgiving yourself, positive affirmation. And of course, there's prayer in there. Yes, there is a lot of prayer and meditation in yeah. there. Yeah. Acknowledge the people that are around you. Acknowledge them. Like you may feel like you're by yourself. You can feel like you're by yourself and all that. But as long as you are not in those four walls by yourself or beyond those four walls, there's somebody else who is out there for you or who is trying to highlight you, whatever it is, acknowledge them. That helps. That also, and that, 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 that's like I'm saying, those are the things that, that got me through that time. If I didn't have my mom, if I didn't have my dad, if I didn't have my family, whoo, child. Do you know, I had a lot of friends before that. Yeah. It's as if I didn't have nobody. I don't even remember anyone hollering at me like, yo, how you doing? We heard this. Are you okay? Nobody. Even the few people that knew about it. It was just so brief. And all of a sudden, shwing, nobody. But the only people that stuck with me no matter how angry and pissed off my parents were with me, they were there. And I was like, you know what? It's allowed. You you should be mad at me. <laughs> I messed up. But yeah. I had them. Yeah. I had my family. They were my support system. They helped me. So let's acknowledge the people that are actually there yeah. in our lives. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask, um, initially in the beginning, you said you were very... A lone person, I wouldn't want to say lonely, because you did say lonely, but you're a very alone person, right? How would you move from being alone to a point where 
now you are building a community and you are having people that you depend on and people that depend on you. How do you move from being alone to having a community? Loneliness is a feeling. You may have a community of people and still feel lonely and still feel alone. It's a feeling. However, you can deliberately make the decision yourself that no, I'm not going to be alone. I may feel lonely, but I'm not going to be alone. Right. And by so making that decision, you have to deliberately insert and allow people into your life. Not everybody is good for you. And we learn from all of that. Those are all good learning curves. Everybody has a flaw. Not everybody is good for you, but I'm sure you will learn something from that person. You will learn something, whether it's a negative thing or it's a positive thing, you will learn something. If it's, po- it's, if it's negative, you will know how to fix that negative. If it's positive, you'll know how to extend that positivity, even to somebody else. So creating a community has to be deliberate. It has, like I said, acknowledge the people around you. And once you do that, you're able then to say, yes, I allow myself to relate with ABC. I allow myself to relate with other people. I allow myself to see other people. But you also, at the end of the day, you know, you know, you know, certain things give you a critical eye. Certain experiences in life give you a critical eye and they give you intuition, like a special kind of intuition where you know, like, Mm-mm, this is not good for me. And you're able to walk away from it. You're able to move past it use that use don't try to close it off use it use women men kids everybody has that maybe it's us trying we have to figure out how to tap into it but all of us we have that we know that are you gonna touch that flame or are you gonna meditate your way into that flame and not get burnt or are you gonna stay away from the flame you know, it's gotcha. choice at gotcha. the end of the day. So it's gotcha. deliberate, like yeah. creating that community. And believe you me, accept love. Love is, yeah, it heals. We need to accept that. Like, when somebody tells you they love you, I, I have a problem with scrutinizing that all the time. Like I look at a person and be like, ooh, I love you so much. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm, for real? Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> you know? Yeah, just on that note, I've come to understand the fact that um, if someone says, I love you, it's more to speak about them as a person, as in who they are as a person. But then if someone says, I like you, that's more on you. Like, if I say, I like you, Rita, that means I like you as a person. Yeah. But if I mean that I love you, then that means I'm a loving person. Yes. You get the, you get the yes, difference? Yes, I, I do get the difference. So for me, I come to a point where if someone says, I, I love you, I'm like... Oh, you're such a good person. Yeah. But if someone says, I like you, Clarence, I'm like, oh, oh, that speaks more about me. You about know, my like, personality, oh, so, so what do you, character, yeah, you know, like, what do you like about so I've me? Kind of come to understand that point. Yeah. Is that the same for you? Yes, it is. It is. I, yeah, exactly. That in, that intrigues more questions, you know what I mean? I'd rather you have, I'd rather you say, oh, you know what, I actually like you. That'll get me thinking, like, okay, so what do you like exactly? You know, 
Because I also know the things that I like about myself and I know things that I don't like about myself. So I'm like, okay, you learn. You learn about yourself through that. The moment you just come to me, you're like, oh, I love you. Whew. What do you love? What do you love that I don't know? <laughs> what do you love that I don't know? You know, like me. I want you to like me first. Like me for who I am. Get to know me first, if, if that's all. Like, know me and like what you like, and then we can move from liking to loving. But, because you can't be my mom. My mom has does not have a choice. My mom doesn't have a choice. Me as a mother, nope. me as a mother, I don't have a choice but to love my daughter. I love my daughter. Like, I can spank her butt. But I'll still hold her and wipe her tears and be like, hey, man, don't do that again. I love you. <laughs> you know, you don't have it. I don't have a choice in that area. But other than that, mm, man, please like me first. Like me for who I am first. And then we can talk about love. <laughs> what would you say are your creative aspirations right now? Like right now? in this pandemic, in this lockdown, what is it that you're aspiring to do creatively? Creatively? Woo! I want to, in this lockdown right now, I really am trying to, like, well, you use the word community. I'm, I'm looking into expanding the community of people who will have these conversations. And so that's why I'm using Talk Thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Talk Thoughts is a platform where we talk about yeah. every yeah. topic any topic that has everything to do with who we are our identity so that um when finally we are out of lockdown we can then can meet physically and grow the platform and uh not only that i'm also like trying to, i'm looking for partners to actually get into there whether they're in the psycho mental health uh, fraternity, um, there are people who want to, you know, like I'm just looking for people who want to be part of this journey, sponsors, partners, participants, everybody, a whole community of people who want to be part of this journey because we need to heal and we need to grow and we need to teach our children and teach ourselves how to actually live within this community. So that's what I'm trying to do. Talk Thoughts is at the pinnacle of everything. It's at the top of everything. Um, Ruby Pro um, and uh, the Thought Sessions, all of them, they work, they all work hand in hand. The Thought is the platform that brings together the artists and the creative world and all that, you know, showcasing them and everything. Ruby Pro um, encourages expressionism and all that through the creative arts, and so they work hand in hand. And the thought is the thought. Uh, talk thoughts is the platform where all of those come, and we share those. We actually have conversations <laughs> about that. We have conversations about things that affect us as human beings on a day-to-day -day, uh, uh, journey, not just as creatives, but generally everyone. You know, like I said, everyone is a creative, no matter what it is that you are. So, yeah. Just to clarify, what did you say is the baseline for the Pearl? What What do you say is the underlying theme for that whole project? The underlying theme for the whole project? Yeah. Expressionism. Expressionism is what holds it all together. Just 
come and express yourself so that we can deal with your inner self and then spread peace, love, and light to everybody. That's our underlying theme. Peace, love, and light to everybody. I think that's my personal line, but that, that goes across, <laughs> I think it, it goes across the whole board. Peace, love, and light, but it's through expressionism. We need to deal with that first. Awesome. No, that's great, eh? Thanks a lot for uh, being with us today. It's been a joy. You brought a lot of things to light for me personally, and I think also for the listeners. Uh, but yeah, this is good. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me, Clement. Awesome. Let's keep on creating. Let's keep on creating. Thank you for listening to the Creative Huddle Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please read and review us on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe. 